0: You ship them
1: like Yeah, you put them in C seventeens. No, they put them in aircraft. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, they,
1: they put them in they put them in C seventeens.
0: Because I guess there are like yeah, I guess that makes sense because there are planes that carry tanks and things like that. Yeah, and the from mid- a weight perspective, that's kind of in the same ballpark. But if it fits, it ships. The motor is good at <laughs> Yeah, it's really it's just like <laughs> It's like actual cats and cat. If it fits, it ships. When
1: we were we were at Gregory Pool and they had, they have a bunch of military equipment there mm-hmm. because it's in, they're in Raleigh, so uh, what's the big, Fort Bragg, oh, Fort yeah, Bragg's yeah, yeah, yeah. down the street mm-hmm. and so big army presence in North Carolina, big army presence in North Carolina, but they were, there was a 938 Caterpillar loader in the shop getting worked on and they were welding on the four points of the loader. He's like. Yeah, it's they have a uh, hoisting. They're putting hoisting points onto the machine to either lift the machine or he said, or if you want to drop it by parachute. And <laughs> both like, Eric and I go drop by parachute. And I, I, I you kind of think about it you're like, yeah, I guess you would need four points on the machine to drop it by parachute successfully.
0: Because they do have tanks all the time and. Cars and all kinds of stuff that way. I don't know, all the time, but All the time. I've seen it in movies. I've seen them do it with an elephant before. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know how often
1: they do it. I can't speak to that, but they do do it. And I have seen, there are these videos when the parachute does not open and it's (laughs) it's like like a piece of heavy equipment or a tank or a truck just... (laughs) Just hitting the ground at terminal velocity. Yeah. <laughs> it just flattens it.
0: Oh <laughs> well, yeah. And you're like my tax dollars at work. <laughs> well, and I feel like if you're the one who like pushed it out, you'll just kinda help us like, well, um, No, it's the guy that, that packed the parachute. Oh, is that like where Damn it, Chad. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're looking at you're looking at the guy at the
2: <laughs> <laughs> What do you think is the velocity of a of a machine falling at that rate?
1: Probably pretty fast. Probably pretty I'd fast. Say. It'll get go- Gravity will yeah. <laughs> get that <laughs> get thing going, going man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be really fun to see. I don't want to be involved in any way. No. But it would be like, oh, we happen to be dropping this, and it's going to fall out of place. But
1: I also feel like the military gets away with a lot of stuff. Like, they can go break stuff and be
0: like, oh, oh sorry, more are the military. And then you just go get another one. Yeah, I don't know that um, that's the worst thing the military has typically gotten away with. No, in the history of the military. I, w- I would, yeah, I would, uh, I would agree. Okay, that's safe. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, uh, welcome to the Build It Internal Podcast, everybody. I'm Alex Horton, here as always with Mr. Aaron Witt. And today we're joined by Mr. Pat Turner. What's up, man? Howdy, Ed. Uh Pat has actually spent a good amount of time in this room recording voiceovers. You're you're, you're an old pro in here. Really? Uh,
2: you know, we we've done a couple. I've done some voiceovers. In the past, too, but, um, yeah, got in here with you, uh, what, like, a month and a half ago, and mm-hmm. we knocked out about an hour's worth of uh, <laughs> yeah. We basically of, just read back and articles forth to each
0: other. <laughs> Voiceovers for what? Uh, like, articles on the website, just to have, like, an accompanying video. Um, oh. Just to, to build up, like, the knowledge library. Oh, really? And you, you've done at least another one with Harrison, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did another one with Harrison. Um, we actually did one where we did an entire script. And then we started editing the video and we realized we didn't want the script to be like that anymore. So we had to keep coming back in and editing parts. Yeah. Um and then even uh when I worked with Harrison, um, the dog was in the room and he was chewing on a bone and we didn't think it would catch any of the uh the sounds in there and and uh seemed like it got a lot and we had to come back in again, do it mm-hmm. again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Love that sound. Yeah. So but I would say in the uh what am I, the hierarchy of people who have not hierarchy, the tiers of people who have spent most time in here? Because mm-hmm. very few people have been in here more than once. I feel like you're That's definitely true. like towards the top. Yeah. Great. You well, know, congratulations. Welcome. I do, I do want to start using more
1: voiceover for the vlog. And then we went to the store to buy some pies.
0: And then it cuts, ben to, ben <laughs> it cuts to us in the grocery store buying pies. Like, I want to use it. I want to use it for that. And like, and you see you just standing right at the pies. <laughs> And you're just kind of going through, you know, I could get an apple pie. It's, and that Everybody sounds, gets an apple pie. That
1: sounds, well, we argued over it. <laughs> Eric walks over it. Uh, it sounds like I just pulled that, pulled that out of nowhere. But no, no, no. This is an actual bit in a vlog coming up. We really want to do like thought bubble sort of thing. <laughs> well, he, he looks at the pies and he goes, he, he, there's an apple pie sitting right there. And he goes for the other pie. I'm like, so the first pie you're going to get is not the apple pie. That's just, that's just the pie, the go-to pie. <laughs> And then he starts complaining about the price of pies.
0: That's a whole another can of worms. I mean, worms yeah, you want guy. to talk
1: about gasoline and airfare inflation, but pies? Let me tell you,
0: not affordable anymore. Wouldn't that be more interesting if inflation was measured via pie price? It was, thats all it was. Was you know—is it—is the pie a le, uh, certain level of value to where a like a 1920s hobo could smell it on a window and still float to it? Mm-hmm. And if I, that could happen, then like inflation's OK. Well,
1: yeah, that economists figure out that that's the perfect indicator of, <laughs> of
0: the consumer price
1: index uh, is just based on the price of pies, price of pies, <laughs> the historical price of an apple pie. <laughs>
0: and, yeah. There's like books and books, books written on uh, like pie price. They're like, well, if they ch- if they chose a chess pie this year, inflation would be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Anyway, pies, right? Pies. Pies. So, today on the BuildWit Internal podcast, I thought it would be interesting to talk a little bit about the uh, BuildWit social media, just in general, I guess. Um, I know, Aaron, you've been switching up some stuff on your side, which is pretty interesting. Um, Pat, you've obviously been into a lot of those conversations, but also with uh, the company's voice as a whole. Um, Maybe before we dig into kind of what we're doing right now, it'd be good to get um, maybe Aaron a little bit of history on what the company social media thing was for a while um obviously early on you were at buildwit mm-hmm. you know which of course now our social our company social medias are called that but they're different accounts um at at one point did you kind of decide or did it make sense I'm no longer the company on social media I kind of need to be my own person so i started buildwit 2017 April of
1: 2017 or maybe March of 2017 before just before I graduated I go create it it was free on Instagram check now this is a thing I go start posting my photos and videos I remember I go through my phone, my phone photos and choose every heavy equipment picture I had on there and put them all into a folder and I started sharing those online and then I bought a DJI Mavic drone they had mm-hmm. just come out. I had waited months for this damn thing. They were on back order and I started, I needed stuff to photograph and I figured I could photograph job sites around town. So when I'd have an afternoon off of school or on the weekends, I'd be going to job sites and I'd be taking pictures without permission, coming back, looking at the pictures, taking the logos off, any company logo identifier off and putting
0: them on the internet as well. Sure. And nobody really frowns upon that practice, typically.
2: Um,
1: you know, typically, I, I, I feel like it wouldn't be so, so popular nowadays. But they, companies, they can't control that. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't do it now because of the sake of reputation and, and what's, what's considered right. But if I still wanted to do that, there's no, there's no legal recourse yeah. for that whatsoever. I can go do. I can go take pictures with the drone wherever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. Great thing about the United States. Okay. So I start doing that. It starts to grow. I start to network with everybody else in the heavy equipment space on social media at the time, which wasn't very many people. It was, it was a pretty limited group of individuals. So I get to know kind of everybody. There's two bigger heavy equipment pages, Daily Construction and Heavy Equipment Nation at the time. I get to know both of those guys, Sal at Daily Construction, Dallas at Heavy Equipment Nation. I'm posting. I'm doing my thing. I moved to Texas. I'm working in construction, and after a little bit talking to Sal, Sal reaches out to me with Daily Construction. He says, "Hey, do you want to buy this page?" And I'm like, uh, "How much?" And it had maybe 175,000 followers at the time, so it was pretty. It was pretty sizable. Yeah, it, was, it was the it biggest biggest heavy equipment page on social media or on Instagram at the time. So 175,000, this was 2017. My page might have had like 15,000 followers. So this was substantially beyond where I was at the time. Then he said four grand. So I say, check. Sure. I will i don't know what the hell an Instagram account's worth, but four grand, that sounds fair. I'll give you four grand for it. So okay. I remember I, I Venmo him like... $2,800 whatever the Venmo limit is. And then I have my brother Venmo him the, <laughs> the other $1,200. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, so he couldn't go back on it. I draft up a bill of sale and he gives me the account. So I get this big social media account, daily con- underscore construction, that I then run for three plus years as just a repost page and get it to where it is today. Like, you know, I don't know, 400 something thousand followers. Yeah. So I grew it substantially. And then use that to share my content to grow BuildWit, my page as well.
0: Yeah. Were you posting stuff on there and tagging BuildWit? Yeah. I would post myself maybe once a week. Okay. But I
1: wouldn't do it overboard. I ran it just like Sal had run it. it. was. Yeah. I I just kept it as is, but was really consistent about it two, three times a day for years. So I do that. BuildWit's growing. I start the company. Then Dallas, a heavy equipment nation, reaches out. He needs some cash for his fucking you know, motorbike or whatever. He's, you know, he's doing racing. He, he's always looking for cash. And and he, he, Heavy Equipment Nation had about 180,000 followers. And he goes, do you want to buy this page? And I say, well, h- how much? He says, four grand. <laughs> <I'm>
0: like, <laughs> that's just <that's a> standard. <laughs> sure, dude. <laughs> that's every, every account.
1: <laughs> so then I buy Heavy Equipment Nation for four grand. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with two pages, but. If it's if their it's audiences, up, yeah. And... If it's there, I'm gonna take it. So then I run both of them at the time, and then build it grows and grows, and it gets to a point where, uh, maybe I don't know, six months ago, a year ago, I st- I, I task Jessica with finding the Aaron Witt account mm-hmm. on Instagram. She tracks it down, manages to get it, which is an amazing story. It had like ten itself. followers or something like that. That's a, that's a whole podcast. That's a whole podcast on its own. Yeah. Um. Maybe we'll get her in here.
0: It's a, it's a thriller. I mean, get,
1: truly. Get like a white claw or two in her and, <laughs> and we can tell that story. <laughs> it's, it's a good it's one. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So I get the Aaron Witt account. I transition that to uh, my account and then I give BuildWit to the Daily Construction account. So Daily Construction goes away, becomes BuildWit. I
0: take the Aaron Witt username and make my account Aaron Witt. So the account that you'd always been building as BuildWit was still under your control, but you just gave it a different name. Yeah, because it yeah. wouldn't have made sense to start over. Yeah, it was a different audience and it
1: it yeah, that just that's just dumb to do. But I didn't want to start over from BuildWit's standpoint and I wasn't doing anything with the Daily Construction page at the time because it's just it's a lot of time to curate these pages. Mm-hmm. So I figured why not just assign that to BuildWit and let us start with a
0: little bit of a base. And so Pat, had that happened before you came on? The uh, transition from
2: daily construction to build it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Been about two or three months. It was, it was pretty fresh. Okay.
0: So then maybe that's kind of where, Pat, you, you helped pick up this, the story of this. So, Aaron, when those switched over, who was, was Jake Pico running that at the time? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I guess maybe at that point, it, were we just trying to keep the ball rolling from, like, a content perspective on that side? I don't yeah. really remember.
1: It just got to a point, uh, I mean, I did social media super consistently for, I've been doing it since 2017, so yeah. five years. Um, multiple accounts. <laughs> over five years, multiple accounts every single day, 365 days a year. It, it has not stopped, but it just gets to a point where I, I just had to hand those pages yeah. off. Yeah, And then Lewis has been involved for sure for years now he gets a very honorable mention within social media as well. Mm-hmm. He's been as consistent as it gets. He's kept a lot of those
0: those, uh, those balls rolling for sure.
1: Yeah, but it just got to a point where it's okay, great.
0: This this whole
1: build with being build with on social media served me well. It got the company started, but now we have this whole team of people and I'm speaking on behalf of the company, that doesn't really make sense. I mm-hmm. need there to be some separation so that I can go say dumb shit and not go get the whole company in trouble for it. There's sure. still
0: some there's still a little bit of uh crossover. Which makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think if you think of any, um, well, either of the Frisellas is a, a fine example. Like they, you know, are telling their own story on their accounts. But there's plenty of references to the business that they run. Yes.
2: Especially
0: Correct. Sal. Yeah. Um, so, Pat, then maybe from this point, can you talk about the challenges of turning an account with a significant audience into an account that posts completely different things yeah um honestly it's been
2: it's ever changing so in the last 6 to 8 months um we've had to change it up two to three different times so i think daily construction was essentially just cool videos of uh whatever's going on and reposting uh, from other people, to my knowledge, right? It's, that's all, yeah, that's, all, that's was, all it was. It's and cool people stuff. liked looking at it and commenting on it because they could come to the page every day, see it on their feed, and there'd be something random in the construction world, in the
0: dirt world. Yeah, what it was, was just,
1: purely, <clears throat> just purely entertainment. But it also provides a lot of value, too, because one of the big things everybody talks about with and, and the value we provide is we get to show them other things and how mm-hmm. people do other things in other places. And not only does social media show you what other people are doing within your own country, but you can see what other people are doing around the world. All over the world. So it is entertainment. And I was running it like, look at, look at these idiots doing some crazy shit over in somewhere in Southeast Asia. Yeah, like, what this the is not OSHA
0: approved. It's just This is crazy. Yeah.
1: But then also it would be check out this sweet attachment because this is a very clever way of doing it or something like this, something like that. So there would be value. And what I was curating as well. Mm-hmm.
0: It wasn't just the next picture that popped up. You just drop it on there like the next thing. It no, was, there's there was more thought to it. Yeah, there was definitely an art
1: to it. Mm-hmm. It, was, it took a lot of time to actually curate something worth looking at daily.
2: Well, so I think that's what the difficult part was, is they were used to seeing that kind of stuff. And then started turning more into, this is our office. Um, this is what we do. And uh, less heavy equipment related. Um, like randomness, it'd be more partners. Um, And so what I think happened is probably a lot of people were going, what the heck is this? Um, Unless they had already been following Aaron. Yeah. And so I'd say the first, like four months or five months of posting, I was still posting a lot of random things, but they were all related to BuildWit. Um, I'd probably like once a week throw in something that was just uh, not pop pop culture related, but like. Something that I knew would, would rev the the comments section. Yeah. Um, and so the ideal strategy at first was just keep the build brand going, but also be trying to uh, strum up engagement as you're going, even if it's not 100% related
0: to uh, the mission. It might just be something mm-hmm. interesting. And so I guess when you transition an account like that, there's an expected loss of followers, right? Like people are like, "Well, this I used to follow this, and it was just pictures of equipment. Now it's not, you know." I'm sure there's you kind of build that into the strategy, right? Like, does that make sense? You know, I spent you can't four, control
1: it. Well, and I spent four grand on it. We weren't even doing anything with it, so it's like might as well make this useful rather than just keep it on this dusty shelf. There wasn't really there. There was no downside to it. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. gonna lose people. Okay, great, but it's
0: better off if we
1: actually use it for something. Yeah, than,
0: than not. That makes sense. So, so now then, what, um, what, are, what are we sharing? What's the strategy on the BuildWit account? Like, as we speak from a company voice, what is it? That's a good question, Alex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um, I would say even like the transition from the website, like they were marketing it a certain way at first. And I think it was way more driven about being about BuildWit and now they have completely rebranded everything on the website. And it's all about solving dirt world problems and the people problem. So mm-hmm. everything that we're doing, we're we're trying to solve that problem and um, show how we're doing it. Or not how we're doing it, how dirt world companies are doing it. And less about how we're helping them. We're just the guide yeah. to help them fix the people problem.
0: Less of us being the hero in that. Yes. Aaron, when we... When those sorts of things are happening are you kind of setting the vision for that or you know what's what's your role and responsibility in those conversations
1: i mean i'm setting the vision always at the highest sure. level i know i'd put a bunch of thoughts down basically as to restructure our pitch deck and then marketing got a hold of that and has turned that into basically our homepage of our website now and a lot of that stuff yeah so i am informing the highest level I'm trying to give Pat and the marketing team my opinion on here's what I think. It could be wrong and it's not what you have to do, but here's what I believe Mm -hmm. knowing what I know and from the position I see the business in. So we've done that a few times, especially on social when we kind of set out. Here is a good example of how I would do it. That's not to say it's perfect, but here's how I would do it. That was kind of how we started. And then it, it started to go in one direction, and we said, Hey, let's, let's, that's great, but let's go over here. And then it's now gone over here. And well, you know, maybe we find somewhere in the middle. It's been a, a learning curve for everybody because I, I don't know how to, I, I know how to do social media for me, yeah, not for BuildWit. <laughs> and, and I know how to talk about BuildWit, but how do I do that on social media? And then that's, it's not my job to talk about BuildWit on social media. It's my job to talk about me and do what I do. And BuildWit is a part of that, but there's also a lot of other stuff too. There's other people who do that, mm-hmm. and I have to let them do that. Yeah. But I also like to, hey, here's, if it gets to a point where here's, here's, here's some things I've noticed and here's what I believe in, I try to offer my perspective without being overly, without being overbearing, because I know that's annoying when people are trying to do their jobs. But, it's something I've I feel strongly about. Obviously.
0: Well, yeah, you've spent a lot of uh, your time, in addition to building the company, also honing those skills and those uh, areas of expertise. And so, even though, like you're setting like the very high level vision, and you know you talked about like the the website now <laughs> aligns very well with you know the investor pitch deck and those things that you have set from your top down vision and that like applies to the website, you know, Pat, you're having to parse all that information and be like, well, what does that mean for us on social media, which is like a huge part of our business. We've, we've grown the business so much with that, but it also has to, you know, almost exist separately from you too.
1: Yeah, well, and, and marketing has had a very difficult job over the past six months because their job is to talk about what Build with does, but we haven't really had that figured out. And we've been refining that over months and months and months and months. Mm -hmm. And I think we're starting to get closer and we're starting to get our hands around it. But it's perpetually going to change.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And so I think that's been part of the problem, too, is they're working with an incomplete picture. They're trying to build a puzzle, but they're missing like half the box, <laughs> <laughs> like half the pieces like, no, no, are just, just scattered just around. together. With what you got, put it together <laughs> and, and you'll get more. Well, and through the investment process has actually been really interesting and very valuable because I'll find a few more pieces mm-hmm. and I'll, here's, here's a few more pieces. Here's a few more pieces. Here's a few more pieces because I'm, uh, you know, I still, I,
0: I have the incomplete puzzle as well. Yeah. It's but, not like you're keeping Part of the like recipe to yourself, Mm -hmm. you're still discovering it. And I mean, as a company, we're still discovering the rest of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just feel so strongly about social because I know how powerful it is. Mm -hmm. It is an absolute weapon if you do it in the right way. And I just don't know what the right way for our company is yet. We're all figuring that out. I don't know if there is a quote unquote right way, but there is a better way and a worse way to do social. Mm -hmm. And i said it at the company meeting no one would be here without social media yeah like
0: that's nope, a, nobody. that's a statement of fact
1: yeah it's not yeah it's not even it's not even me, it's not hyperbole it's it's not even me way overstating the importance of social, it it is the absolute truth none of this would exist without social media none of it mm. that's where it all started and so if you can go create this with social media with an incomplete understanding of what our role is in the dirt world. If we complete that understanding and really hone in on that story and create really compelling, educational, inspirational, entertaining content around that, build yeah. that community, then we can take our company from here to there, which is becoming the community for the industry, which is becoming the one group that unites the entire industry together, Yeah, which is a big deal. I think social media
0: is a key part of that. Sure. So then, Pat, for you, when you hear that stuff and just based on the conversations you're having having in the marketing department, what are the challenges for you of kind of turning that vision and sort of what Aaron's talking about into action? Uh, honestly, one of the hardest things I've had to grasp is
2: um, trying to transition BuildWit from business to consumer. So just people in the dirt world into business to business. So um, we're, we're selling two different things. We're selling services to the dirt world. That's going to help them solve the people problem. And then we're also selling training, which is a software. And so trying to promote all of that in one is mm-hmm. fairly difficult. I, I know that there are companies in the world that have a software and then they have other parts of their business. And when they do social, they're separate things. So it might be like build with software, build with services. Um, so that has been a, a difficult process, but I'm really starting to, to feel like we're getting it um, in terms of uh, not just sharing heavy equipment related videos um, or like what um, our guys out in the field mm-hmm. are doing, but we're trying to show businesses how they can become a better business. Yeah. So um, why do you need a, a good website? A lot of people might not think having a, a solid website in the dirt world means anything. And I, I think we've already disproved that with someone like CW Matthews, who is, uh, I think it's our, our biggest website build mm-hmm. to date for sure. Um, and being able to find other clients through that, someone seeing that and going, Oh, that's a, an amazing website. And I would love to, have my company look like that as well, or have a website like that as well mm-hmm. to share our story um but so the question was um how how am i how am I doing that yeah um, it's really it's the team i've had to I've had to kind of swallow pride i I really enjoyed uh just sharing heavy equipment videos. we were sharing about three videos a day for um about three to four months, and I had nathan. Nathan trained and and he was, he was just ripping them and and rolling it all out there. And, um, you know, I looked over everything that he was working on and occasionally what would happen is I would think something in the dirt world uh, like a fact was correct and I would be horribly wrong. And sometimes in the comment section, people are going, who's running this account? Like, what, (laughs) what, what are are they doing? Do, Do they know anything? Um, So sometimes things would would slip between the, or in the cracks. Um, And so I'm constantly learning. Yeah. Constantly learning and trying to figure out what, what the medium is and, and not trying to sound like a know-it-all on the page and um, being a guide and sounding knowledgeable without sounding arrogant.
0: Sure,
1: That's tough. I think this is, I started a conversation with Mike this morning and this is very fresh. So probably not something for the internal podcast, but here we are. Um, what, what he was saying was, I think we're trying to do everything for all the channels. I think we're trying to do B2B on B2C platforms like Instagram and Facebook. So I LinkedIn think, would be B2B. I think. And, and so what we were talking about was let's do, cause right now we're doing B2B on, on Instagram Everywhere. and it just doesn't make sense. It's like. Our, our buyers are not here and I think we're doing ourselves a disservice long term because our goal is to get into B2C with Connect and yeah. with the future products. So let's go start building that community with social media now and fostering that community now so that when we do have that Connect product, we're ready to blow and go. It's not a cold start. It's we are transitioning very quickly to that product. Uh, so I think what we were brainstorming was let's focus on B2B on a B2B platform, LinkedIn. Let's educate. Let's do what we're doing. Because I told them the stuff we're posting. It's not bad stuff. I'm not like, wow, that's wrong or that's stupid. It's all good stuff. It's just out of place with where it's at. Maybe
2: we do it a different way
1: So on that platform. Yeah, exactly. So we were talking, why not, for simplicity's sake, focus B2B on LinkedIn and then focus on B2C, really fostering that community through Instagram, Facebook. Maybe that ends up in sales for training, but that's not the primary goal there. The primary goal is to build that community, Mm which will serve the business in, in a greater way longer term and then focus on b2b with
2: so the strategy has shifted on the internal podcast there
1: it is well it's potentially is. that's that's what we discussed well yeah that's for you guys to figure out i but would love to do that that's what we talked about but i
0: think what's interesting about what we're able to do in here for the internal podcast is like i think it's very important for folks to see that like there is this level of um Conversation and like, kind of asking everybody to be flexible all over the company, all the time. We're just like, well, we've been doing this, but after uh, research and some conversations, maybe we're deciding that maybe this is the next next step here. So I think that's a really interesting uh, level of transparency. Um, if y'all don't mind, I'd love to keep that in there, just based on like. A, yeah, I, um, what transparency we, wins. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. if it stirs the
1: pot. Sorry, everybody. Well, there you go. But um to explain this a little bit further too, because I didn't understand this about a year ago. I didn't know what the fuck B2B, B2C was. I just I, I like honestly, I figured that out like maybe a year ago because I'm I'm a total idiot. B2B, we are a business selling a product to businesses, mm-hmm. which is built with training. Yes. B2C, that is us saying, Hey, come on our platform, you individual greater operator you person yeah. yeah you you foreman you project manager whatever it is you individuals coming onto our platform and then you can kind of marry marry the two integrate the two make the two work together yeah but that's the ultimate goal is to get individuals in the industry onto a b2c type platform because then if we have everybody in the industry in one digital place then we become the hub for the dirt world yeah and can do anything and everything at that point. So that's somewhat the strategy is right now we're focused first on B2B because that's what brings revenue in the door, which then substantiates a greater valuation, which allows us to raise more money, which allows us to simultaneously develop the B2C. But if we're just to launch the B2C, we just need external capital, external capital, external capital, then it's all race to get as many people on the platform as possible and you become like what Instagram did, you know, 100 million users, no revenue, selling for a billion dollars cuz they had 100 million re- users. Yeah, but no revenue. Um so that's kind of the play here is we're starting to develop the early stages of the B2C product in like an R&D
0: type format. Yeah, we're we're building the the audience before the product. Almost. You know, the audience kind of exists out there. Well, we have the audience. Yeah. We're
1: really we're really good at the B2C part that's what's been a struggle with training is we're really good at meeting the people where they are in the field. But when it comes to the decision makers, of the industry, we don't necessarily have the credibility we need to go move those people at scale yet. We've, we've done a good job. We're doing a good job. And that's not to say we have no credibility, but I think everybody can admit that we don't necessarily have that credibility because, because I'm the one that started it and I'm 27. I don't know what the hell I don't know. And I think everybody's looking at us still like. Hmm. Are these are these build with people actually going to go do it or are they just going to go crash and burn? I know which one it is, but we haven't got to the point where it's definitive and everybody's like, oh, yeah, they're the ones to do it. Everybody's still kind of like, I wonder if they're going to go do it. Yeah. And it's pretty cool what they're doing. But "Hmm." so uh, we're working on the credibility side, but we're really good at the. The field side, the next generation. Mm -hmm. The, the Will shulers of the world. We've got that market. Yeah, so they, they, they
0: see the value of buy into what we're
1: doing. Yeah, we've got time. that locked up, which is good for us long-term. We just need to get to the long-term. And to get to the long-term, we have to get the current decision-makers in the industry on our team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that made any sense. No, I, but
0: think, that's I think that's really interesting.
1: Kind of where my mind is always at.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my, my final question before we wrap it up, um, and I, I think this is definitely something both of y'all can weigh in on, We've had uh, maybe many versions of this conversation in many different mediums all over the company. But how um, can, like, people who are not running company, like, social media accounts, how can, like, they, uh, you know, use their own audiences in, like, a a real way, like, just to, you know, build their social media, post on social media, kind of strengthen those muscles, um, and especially, like, on LinkedIn, use that. Towards, like, our own individual end as well as the ends of, like, the business. Like, is there... I'm trying to think. What's, like, a natural way to tie in what we all have, like, individually on the internet into, like, our broader goals here without being, like, you are forced to post this much about the company. If, like, we don't want to do that. No, I would I would never do that. Yeah. I, I just want to
1: keep it at, like, use social media. If you're not using social media, you're leaving so much on the table. So much on the table. Just period, not even... Period. Okay. Period. I... The people that act like social media is still not a thing, they are doing themselves a huge disservice. I think you can get away with not using social media. Yeah, you're going to be just fine, but you're leaving so much potential on the table. What it's done for my life is extraordinary. I'm not a very public person, naturally. I don't like social media, naturally. I don't like technology. I don't like anything about it. But I've said, hey, to get where I want to go in life, I have this tool that allows me to access anybody in the world at any time. I'm going to use the hell out of that tool. And that's why I started using social media was I'm going to go build my brand in the industry because I know if I'm going to go, uh, make myself more valuable and want to go, uh, you know, work at another company, for example, this is my resume. This is everything I need. Mm -hmm. So like people like Laura or people like Benjamin, there's some great examples within the business that they just kill it on social media. They do their own thing. Yeah. They talk about build but I want them just using social media to just build their build their brand. I don't care if it's about BuildWit or not, because if their brand is bigger, it helps us, it helps them. If they want to go somewhere else beyond BuildWit, they have that brand that's independent of the company mm-hmm. that isn't just their resume. If it's two people, one has a big social media following, shows me everything they're doing is creative. The other one doesn't. Same skill set. I'm not even going to think twice about who I hire, not even think twice about it. Yeah easy decision. Hire the person with the personal brand. Like someone like uh, Claire Baldwin. That's hugely valuable to us. Like she sent us the message today. Someone in her network reaching out saying, man, I found BuildWit because of you. Just went down a rabbit hole. This is extraordinary what you're doing. But she has a woodworking brand. That's still valuable. That's yeah. still connecting those two worlds. She doesn't talk about build it a lot. Mm-mm. She'll sprinkle it in there. Hey, everybody. She posted like one post
0: about it last week. <laughs> yeah, she just but talked about pretty
1: it. Rare. She'll post every once in a while. Like, hey, people ask me what I do. Oh, I work at, you know, do digital marketing and did work with woodworking for a while and then decided this wasn't a full time gig. I'd rather go work with a team, but then do woodworking, you know, every other waking hour she has yeah. somehow. <laughs> but there's there's still so much value to yeah. that. So much value. And even like social media, for example, like my mom, we have better conversations because she's following along on my social media all the damn time and, like, oh, wow, I saw what you're doing this week. That looks so much fun. Tell me about it. Oh, well, here you go. And she already has all that context.
2: You have something to talk about.
1: <laughs> it's so, so even if I'm not using it for business, it just makes the relationship with my mom
0: better. Yeah. Well, it is, it is interesting. You, you kind of can offer um, like a deeper level of context to, you know, the lame way of saying this to your network, but just like to the people who are interested in you, whether it's friends, family or whatever. And so like when you are able to connect those people on a personal level, they already have a lot of that context. It's not like, you know, what are you spending your free time on? Like those people know those things. Exactly. The conversations I
1: have are so much more fun and they progress so much faster because everybody's already following along.
0: That's such an interesting way to to talk about.
1: So I don't have to go explain. I, I was just in Europe. Oh, I saw you in Europe.
0: This that looked awesome. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. It's just a more fun conversation because they already have the context. The richness of conversations with people who follow you. I mean, it's just incomparable to somebody meeting you with knowing nothing about you. Yeah. And then they already know all that stuff.
1: They already know everything about me. So then I can just focus on getting to know them and being interested in them. I don't need to explain me because they already they already have all the context. They already have everything they need.
0: That's really fascinating.
1: It's it's I, I think it's it's been awesome. Yeah. So, or someone posted, someone sent me this picture this morning of their little kid next to some earth equipment. And he started it with, Hey, this isn't LinkedIn content. I don't like to share this personal stuff it on, is. on LinkedIn, <laughs> but here's my, my, my son. He loves earth equipment. Love what you're doing, this and that. And I just told him, dude, that's, that is, that is the per. that I could not picture anything better for you to post on LinkedIn than that photograph. That is LinkedIn content right there. And so something like that.
0: Well, and like those lines between, you know, Facebook and Instagram and, and LinkedIn, like they have been blurred in the last couple totally. of years. But you're but like if I'm complaining about my neighbors on LinkedIn or something like that, that that's obviously the line. Because I do see those things and everyone's just like, what are you posting on here? Like, I'm, I'm glad you're not able to get a date this week. Why'd you post that on LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. But you're right. So much of like the more personal stuff. It's like, yeah, people want to hear that. It's your story. Well, I remember... Randy,
1: he posted, uh, how he pays his kids a certain amount of dollars to go clean his equipment, for example, Mm -hmm. on the weekends. So there, and he posts a picture of him, you know, sweeping out the dozer and all his kids are there. And that's, and the thing blew up, it blew up because that's what people want to see. It's human. It's real. It's wow. That's how he's teaching his children. That's a fantastic idea. Maybe I should teach my children like that. That's, that's what social media should be. Not Mm -hmm. that, oh, wow. I see you got a new job. Congratulations on the promotion. Who gives a fuck?
0: (laughs) Uh, I want to close. Um, I had a conversation with C.W. Matthews, uh, a couple people over there this week. They are interested in the internal podcast. Wanted just to hear, um, you know, a little bit from us what that looks like. It was me, me and Clay on that call, and um, Ray Rodriguez was kind of the point man on that conversation. Um, I think he's like the head of HR there, maybe. Um, really interesting dude, and. He kind of started with saying, I just don't have any ideas about what am I supposed to put on here? I can't come up with content. Like, there's nothing to talk about. Like, well, first of all, like, it's not a lack of content. It's it's more, you know, you want to get better at identifying what's what there is to talk about. But Mm -hmm. one thing that he said that I've been thinking about a lot and I think really, really applies here is. Once we got into the conversation, he started like saying, oh, we could talk about this and we could could talk to this person. Like, yeah, that's really exciting for your internal podcast. But he said, "Yeah, I think I just, I want, I want this to just make all of our people, um, seem more human." I'm like, "Dude, like that, that speaks so much to, you know, what we're doing in this room, sure, but like, why I share a picture of my kids on Instagram or what, you know, it's like, I, I feel more connected, and when people like reach out to me about that kind of stuff, I, I feel like I'm more in community mm-hmm. in that way. So, um, I guess that's all to say that." I love uh, what you're saying, Aaron, about by putting like your story online like that. It's not just so I can build my brand and so I can make more money and my business is going to do so. Like, that's fine. They're, those pieces are there. But like you, you become more human by telling your, your story that way, which I think is really interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh, and if you want to go build your brand and go build. Also do that. Great. Like I, I've done it and it's worked out OK. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that, that, that's, it's, we, we talked about this on another podcast. It's your, your uh, I think you're reticulating RAS. I don't know what the actual, but it's RAS. You buy, you buy a white pickup truck, a Ford F-150, then you see white pickup Ford F-150s oh, everywhere yeah. because now, now your brain is, now that's important to you. That's r- r- relevant information. And now it's noticing that because it's relevant information to you. It's the same with storytelling. It's the same with using social media repeatedly. You start telling stories. Now your brain is recognizing those stories in everyday life and it becomes a skill set. Mm-hmm. But people are like, well, I'm not good at it. It's like, yeah, because you haven't done it. But the more you do it, the more you, your brain starts, the more your brain starts recognizing it, recognizing the patterns, recognizing the story ta- yeah. storylines. That's, I mean, my brain's just programmed to look for funny stuff in the world. That's why I'm always posting stuff on my, like, people are like, how do you see all this stuff?
0: are like, you're seeing it's- it too. You're just not. It's thinking in, about it.
1: It's yeah, you drive by the exact same shit I do, but mm-hmm. I just see it differently because I my
0: brain is trained that way now. Well said. Cool. Well, Pat, I th- thanks for speaking into the, the broader buildwit strategy there. I think that's really interesting. Um, you know, and like it's already happening, it's been in motion, and so I think um, you know, like so many other things just giving the the broad spectrum of what all going on here at the company to the company, I think is is very very valuable. Uh, so thanks pat um aaron and thanks for digging into a lot of that stuff Um, i appreciate the transparency there and um putting words to it in a way that i hadn't really thought about before so thank you
2: glad to be on and uh experience it uh would love to come back on and actually talk about uh, uh the human stuff too
0: yeah this is yeah my because my thought here was more businessy but i i definitely would love to dig into like the human part of that too cool it's just business it's just business around here we're a businessman businessman doing the business that's it uh well for pat and aaron and harrison i am alex horton thanks y'all for listening to the build an internal podcast bye